Action speaks louder than words. St. John, the 13th chapter, verses 34 through 38. Jesus says, a new commandment I've given, I give unto you, that ye love one another. This was pre-planned before I heard anything about this. That you love one another, that you love one another. As I have loved you. This is Jesus talking. As I have loved you. Okay? That ye also love one another. Verse 35 says, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Verse 36 says, Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, whither thou goest, where you going? Jesus answered, whither I go, thou canst not follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. I'm going to stop there for the sake of time. But that was a worthwhile conversation, and I am a safe place. If you guys ever want to call me, you can get my phone number. Matt has it. You guys can call me. You can ask me any questions. I am not easily offended. I need you to open up your heart and share so I can help if I can, okay, if I can. And so, um, yeah, action speaks louder than words. Of course, as we find here in this text, uh, Jesus said this is a new commandment. Well, if you look at, take a look at text throughout the Old Testament, we know Moses had the Ten Commandments. There were 16, no, excuse me, 613 commandments in the Old Testament. So there were a whole bunch of commandments. And the argument here or the question here is, okay, out of all of these commandments, amen, in the Old Testament and all these laws we're supposed to be following and so on and so forth, which of these is the greatest? I really need Jesus to narrow this down a little bit because 613 commandments, I'm having a hard enough time keeping one. So, Lord, can you just tell me which most important so I can really start at the top and really look? I want to be able, what's important to you, Jesus? I want to be important to me. That's what the disciples are saying to him. You know, what's important to you, Jesus, is what I want to be important to me. Because a disciple is a follower, a follower, this particular case, a follower of the teachings of Jesus Christ. And so these disciples are following Jesus and in order to follow Jesus and to be a, considered a disciple. A, a disciple is a follower of the teachings of Jesus. And if I'm going to follow the teachings of Jesus and I'm going to follow Jesus, I need to do what Jesus did. I need to say what Jesus said. And I need to carry myself in a way that Jesus would carry himself. The definition of a commandment is a rule. It's a rule that must be obeyed. Especially, amen, if it's handed down by God. A commandment is a divine rule that is given by God. A command, there's that word again, an order, a mandate, or precepts. The disciples were interested in what was the greatest commandment, amen. And the Jews were astute and very wise on all the commandments, and they would take great pride in being masters of the laws and the commandments. If you look all throughout texts and all throughout scriptures, amen, the Jewish people, amen, they never, some of them did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. 
They didn't believe who he was. They were caught up in the Mosaic laws or the Torah, which is found in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Amen. And they were stuck there. They didn't understand that Jesus, amen, who was God manifest in the flesh. Brother Aaron sang the song three in one, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. One spirit with three different manifestations. God is expressing himself. Jesus is in it is an expression of God in the physical sense. Amen. And the Jews didn't really understand who Jesus was. As a matter of fact, the Pharisees and the scribes were always constantly going around following Jesus, trying to find out if he was breaking the laws and so on and so forth. So Jesus is preparing himself to go to a cross and to die for mankind. But there's some parting words that he needs to give to the disciples before he goes off the scene. Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? What would you have us to do? In Matthew 22 and 37, the disciples asked Jesus the question, also, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus says to them in Matthew, he simply says, to love the Lord thy God, amen, with all your heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Amen. And the second in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, 37, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Oftentimes we think neighbors are just the people who live next door to us or the people who look like us or the people who came from the same situations we came from. We look at our neighbors as being people who we're familiar with. Don't you know that everybody that you come in contact with on a daily basis is your neighbor? Everybody that you come in contact, you have an opportunity to show the love of Christ, amen, to everybody that you come in contact. So this must have been pretty high, amen, on Jesus's list. He said, this is a new commandment that I am giving you, that you are to love me. First of all, Jesus said, you're supposed to love me with everything, all of your being, all of your mind, all of your heart, all of your soul. You need to live for me. You need to give me your heart. You need to give me your affections. You need to give me your emotions. I want all of you. Jesus wants all of us. He wants us to love him first and to place him first in our lives. Jesus wants to be a priority in our lives. He wants to rule our life. He wants, amen, our lives to mirror his. The only difference between us and him is that he was never, he was without sin, and we still got some things we're working on. At least I do. Let me talk about me, not y'all, me. He has some things he's still working on. Jesus says, I want you to love me. There was once a question asked to me. Somebody said to me, said, we're not required to love everybody. I had somebody tell me, this is a Christian. People have been in church for years. This is not a new convert, anything. Somebody came to me and said, I don't think the Lord expects us to love everybody. And that just grieved my spirit when I heard that. Because sometimes, if I were to be honest, we have a difficult time loving murderers, robbers, stealers, cheaters, people who have done us wrong, exes. Let me stand up. <laughs> Jesus didn't say just love people who that are in agreement with you. And we know that it's a challenge sometimes to love people 
who have mistreated us. And as we were talking about this morning, sometimes it's hard to love people who don't look like us because we don't understand them. A lot of people view black people as being animals. <laughs> Michelle Obama was in office. This woman has a Princeton and Harvard degree and they were calling her a monkey. <laughs> and she probably had better degrees, if you're gonna measure your life by that, better degrees than the people who were calling her monkeys. <laughs> Love God. And love your neighbor. Love one another. Check this out as I conclude. In the 34th verse, this is the condensed version. He says, a new commandment. Forget about, check this out, everything that you've been taught. If it was, not, doesn't line up with what Jesus taught, I know it's hard because the way that we were raised a lot of times, all of us, we were raised a certain way to believe certain things, certain values, certain morals, certain standards, certain traditions. And a lot of times we make that precedent over what Jesus taught us and told us to do. But Jesus, what he does, Sister Matt, he says, I want you to Wash away what you thought was important or what you were taught or what your stereotypes are. He said, I'm going to give you something new to, to ponder in your mind, something new to meditate on. Amen. In Jesus' name, he says, check this out, that ye love one another one another as I have loved you. That means if you see somebody that's in dire need of assistance and they're laying in the middle of the street, Jesus was willing to give his life. And when Jesus went to the cross and died, Christians, he didn't just die for a certain group of people, he died for all people. Hallelujah. Do you think heaven's going to be segregated? <laughs> the AM hour is the most segregated hour all week long. He said, love one another as I have loved you, and I loved you to the point where I'm going to lay down my life for you. He said, and when you do that, that's how people are going to know that you're my follower or you're, that you're my disciple because of your love. Now, I hate the word love. I'm be honest with you. I shouldn't say hate, but it's a strong word because I hate, I, I don't hate the word love, but I hate when people throw it around. Because love is action. 
You and your husband have been married, I imagine, for a, for a couple years. You know what I mean? He's not the same guy that you're married. And guess what? You're not the same woman he married. <laughs> Over time, things, you evolve and you change and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? If you got married, my parents got married as teenagers. You know, when my mom died, they had been married 47, 48 years. And do you think when she passed away at 65 that she was the same person she was when she was 18? No. Not, hopefully we're not the same people we were when we were 18. God help us all. <laughs> We've changed. And even through all the transition, you still made vows to love him in all his messed up ways. We know you're perfect. <laughs> and when you took those vows, whenever you took them, do you mind me asking how long you've been married? 38 years. Let's clap it up for them. 38 years. 38 years. And I'm sure there's been plenty of times you could have threw him away and been probably justified. No. I'm just using this for an example. I'm just, none of this stuff is true. <laughs> but you made a commitment to him. And you said, I'm going to love you through sickness. And, and you know, a lot of young folks are changing the vows. Because <laughs> they're like, I ain't signing up for all that. <laughs> through sickness, through health, richer or poorer. All these things that you commit. That's what love is. Love is 38 years later. And you're still sitting next to him. And you act like you like him. You're lucky to have him. She is saying this after 38 years. Now that's love to me. On your good days, I'm going to love you. On your bad days, I'm going to love you. When you're up, when you're sick, when you're down, when you're out. And people just throw around this word love, and we act like it's really something, like we're really doing something. We bought somebody a candy bar. But are you going to love me at my most hateful moment, my worst moment? Are you going to love me, amen, when things don't add up the way you want it to add up? Are you going to love me, amen, when I wake up in the morning, I'm looking like who did it and what for? Are you going to love me, amen, when I say things that are going to hurt your feelings. I don't really mean it because you know I'm mad, but are you going to love me in spite of that? Jesus said, I want you to love your neighbor. Amen. I want you to love everybody just like I loved you. I, it's not based upon how you feel because feelings and emotions change on a daily basis. He tells them in James 1 and 22, he said, Amen. Don't be just hearers of the word. Thank you, brother. But let's do it. Let's not just talk about loving Exodus. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's impressive. People want to throw around that word. But don't tell me you, don't, you love me, but then you're talking about me behind my back to my enemies. <laughs> if you're going to love me, love me. If you ain't going to love me, you know, leave me alone. But love is action. All right? Actions speak louder. Actions are screaming and hollering. 
what you say don't, doesn't mean anything if you're not doing what you say. And this couple is doing what they say. Amen. God bless you. I hope I said something to help. I hope I said something to help. Amen. In Jesus' name, I hope I said something. I hope I helped in some color. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. <laughs>